Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations, and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Inner Sight. Inner Sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with Inner Sight. Our topic for today is consciousness, but before we get into our topic, I just want to mention to you that we have a gift for you. We'll be sending a gift to you. We'll talk more about that gift as time goes on during this program. Uh, I'd also like to say that this show emanates from the works of Alice Bailey. All the dialogue uh, that you'll hear in this show emanates from one of the 24 volumes of books that are written by Alice Bailey, who is the founder of the Lucis Trust Organization. And also this thought comes from Alice Bailey. What must be grasped is that all that is, is ever present. And that thought reminds me of 20th century science. It's a new development. And that is that uh, true time or true reality is that uh, past, present, and future all coexist at the same moment. Kind of a hard concept to comprehend, but... It seems like Alice Bailey knew that before the uh, discovery of quantum physics as a science. She was way ahead of her time, I suppose. Um, uh, how is uh, how is this opening thought idea, how is it related to the subject of, of consciousness? It's one of those central ideas from the ageless wisdom that I've always found fascinating. I can't say that I really understand it, and yet something in me knows that it's true and is inspired and kind of um, excited and invigorated by it. Uh, and then this morning I happened to be reading um, a new book by the uh, great writer on religion, Houston Smith. He has a book that came out last year, Why Religion Matters, and I was thinking about the subject of this broadcast this morning and I came across a, a passage where he was talking about quantum physics and he had an idea that I think is related to Alice Bailey's statement that all that is is ever-present. 
he said one of the interesting recent developments of physics has been the realization that the observer must be included in experiments. It's not just that we can't know where a particle is until we perform an experiment to locate it, he said. The particle is, from our side, literally nowhere until, by collapsing its wave packet, an experiment gives it location. He said this highlights the active component in knowing. Cognition is not a passive act. If seeing is believing, it's equally the case that believing is seeing, for it brings to light things that would otherwise pass unnoticed. Mm. And I think this is another way of um, saying what Alice Bailey implied, that all that is is ever-present, but we don't necessarily have the capacity or the eyes to see it. Mm-hmm. And our whole journey in consciousness is learning to open our eyes, learning to develop the mechanism that will enable us to see reality as it is. I think this is the essence of the whole spiritual quest, mm-hmm. because we're told that God is love, that uh, perfection already exists on some level, And if we can't see these things, if we can't experience in a conscious way the utter perfection and beauty and uh, absolutely perfect love in which all manifested things are held, it's because we don't have the capacity to see it. That's what I think she's implying. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, Because our life is of a continuous journey of discoveries uh, and um, every day we discover more and more about ourselves and our environment and even when now starting to uh, define ourselves in terms of uh, our genes and the DNA and which uh, was not the case even a decade ago <clears throat> and genes and the DNA have always been present right from the time of creation, that they're only now being discovered. It's like those planets that weren't discovered, and astrologers say they didn't have an impact on human consciousness because they hadn't yet been discovered. Right. They've always been present in the universe for billions of years. But they have to be recognized Mm -hmm. by humanity before their power can affect human consciousness, according Mm -hmm. to astrology. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. The, uh, and these uh, these genes, um, they're the building blocks from which everything is built, along with the atoms, every atom of substance. And uh, all physical forms, whether they be mineral forms or plant forms or animal or human, um, <clears throat> are made of these building blocks, and we're just now discovering more and more about them. And I think the next major step is to continue this exploration into the strictly spiritual realms of the soul and in the realms of consciousness and the soul of all things. So It's interesting what both of you are saying. I can't help but uh, remember a time where I was sitting on an old-fashioned plane and looking out of the front window, and I was looking at a propeller, and I couldn't see beyond the propeller, and I couldn't see the reality that existed beyond that. But then all of a sudden the plane started up and the propeller started going a million miles a second. And I was able to see through the propeller to the other reality. And um, I guess that's uh, analogous to what both of you are saying, that there are uh, realities that perhaps with a different frame of consciousness 
We may be able to key into, maybe because of a different frequency, whatever it might be. But perhaps before we go any further, we should define consciousness. Consciousness is, um, in the Ageless Wisdom, another synonym for the soul, which we have talked about uh, at considerable length in previous programs. It's the the factor that um, is created or generated when pure spirit, which is the energy of life itself, the breath of God, you could say, and matter are brought together. The bringing together of spirit and matter produces consciousness, according to the Ageless Wisdom. Another way to look at it is to see um, an image of it in one's mind's eye. It's uh, depicted as a point within a circle. That's a traditional symbol for consciousness, the point within a circle, the point representing the the, the uh, state of awareness of uh, of being of being the state of being mm-hmm. is expressed by the point the circle represents the placement of that state of awareness within the greater whole and the whole um, journey of consciousness is the extending of the periphery of this circle in greater and greater arcs of inclusiveness extending the border of the circle into wider and wider um, spheres And uh, this is why one of the questions that people on the spiritual path have to answer is, what constitutes your environment? Probably a lot of our listeners think the environment is the deserts and forests and so on, but the environment in a social sense is one's sense of relationship with others and with the world. The environment expands as consciousness expands. Yeah, that, that's one um, very short definition of consciousness, is simply awareness of the, uh, one's environment. And it's, uh, that awareness grows as, uh, as we become awake to, uh, and more sensitive to everything around us and within ourselves. And so it, it is, um, it's a difficult thing to put your finger on what this consciousness is because we live within it, but... Um, but we shouldn't assume that everybody is fully conscious. I think that's one place to start. Maybe we yeah. all think that because we're standing erect and our eyes are open, we're conscious. But not really. A lot of people can have their eyes open and be on their feet and be quite asleep. And if you're not sure about that, watch the next time you're in a crowd of people and people walk perhaps on you, uh, in front of you, past you, in ways that you realize you're not even picked up on their radar. Mm-hmm. They don't see you. They don't see much of anybody. They have their their destination, they have their agenda, and that's it. Their consciousness is extremely focused and extremely narrow. And there are others who are just naturally aware of everybody and everything going on around them. You know the old saying about mothers having eyes in the back of their heads? Mm-hmm. Well, that's their their consciousness is so... Uh, attuned to the needs of their children, that um, those children exist within the the aura, the the ring pass knot of the mother. That's what they used to say about teachers too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They see mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> 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 Nothing escapes them. Those are people who are are very expanded and uh, inclusive in their consciousness. So we shouldn't assume that everybody is fully conscious or even somewhat conscious. My my opinion is a lot of people are quite unaware of themselves in relationship to the larger world. 
Yeah, consciousness is um, actually it comes from uh, a Latin word, uh, or two Latin words, I think. Con, which is a word for with, and what is it? Seal, just <laughs> to know, <laughs> and put it together, it means that with which we know. So it's a state of being aware and the, and the ability to respond to stimuli to to essentially the world around you and the 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 ability to respond i think is the key word here because if you don't respond you're obviously not too conscious of it and i suppose uh, anyone who's raised a, a baby uh, to adulthood would be able to uh, document that um, expanding of consciousness as the baby passes from infancy where he's totally engrossed in his the world from which he just came mm-hmm. and gradually becomes connected to the um, the outer world. And a lot of people who uh, study the spiritual growth of children speak about the sense of spiritual connection that very young children often have when they're fairly new to earth and that sadly it seems to slip away as they become more and more integrated into society and the world. Yes, and I think there's not enough um, relating consciousness to the factor of the soul mm-hmm. uh, because that's really the source of where our consciousness comes from. There is a, uh, a belief, I think, in the um, scientific community perhaps that consciousness arises out of the physical genes or the, the brain cells, but uh, that's just one approach, but uh, from my point of view, I think uh, consciousness is given. It, it comes by way of the soul. It comes from those inner planes. That is the true source of uh, what we call consciousness because that's where we get this ability to um, uh, to adapt and to this, in, what am I trying to say, the stimulation of the environment. So, yeah, consciousness needs form to contact the environment. That's why we have bodies. That's why mm-hmm. we have a mind and emotions. We we need those mechanisms, as I understand it, to make contact with others. And that's why we have the brain. Because mm-hmm. the, uh, we have a mind because we need the brain to for the mind to work. But the problem is that the individual so often becomes completely identified with and attached to the form in which it is temporarily residing. The soul consciousness uses these bodies as vehicles. Uh, The Bhagavad Gita speaks of it as a chariot that the soul rides in. Mm -hmm. Our physical body is a chariot through which our soul rides for 80 or 90 years on earth and then gives it up and moves on to a better chariot. But we become so identified with that chariot that we think that expresses the sum total of what we are and that's the whole problem about human consciousness that we are we are fixed in this form which is purely material and which is separated from all other forms our borders of our physical form stop at the skin and so it perpetuates this illusion that we're separate from everyone and everything else when in fact on the level of consciousness we're all connected I think probably Many of our listeners might have had an experience where they've shared a, a dream with someone else. I've had that. 
where I've had the same dream as another person. And it was quite a remarkable uh, realization that uh, it's very fluid up there. (laughs) But on the physical level, uh, where many of us are identified, things are separate and concretized, and that's the problem with consciousness. But um, we need this form in order to live in the world, and the whole goal of divinity, I think, is to become expressed through form, not imprisoned in it, mm-hmm. but to express its radiance and its glory through form. Mm-hmm. Would it be correct to say that the uh, the body, the physicality, is uh, analogous, perhaps, to an article of clothing? Yes, it's mm-hmm. something you put on and then you shed, you mean mm-hmm. being the soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You take mm-hmm. it on at birth and you shed it at death, and both are completely normal. And then the consciousness remains after Mm -hmm. the clothing is taken off. The consciousness (laughs) abides, and those who have had near-death experiences can testify to that. And the identity of the person, or that factor of identity, also remains. And that's what uh, moves on. You never lose that sense of identity. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our theme for today is consciousness, and we're continuing to explore that theme. But uh, I think it's important at this point to tell you how we can send you your gift and what that gift is. We have a pamphlet for you today uh, that is very much in sync with what we're talking about today. Uh, The title of the pamphlet is The Energy of Light. And it may enable you to explore today's topics a bit further. If you'd like that uh, pamphlet, you can give us a call at 1-866-695-8247. An easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS, L-U-C-I-S. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. And all the work of the LUCIS Trust including this radio program, is funded by the voluntary donations of people like yourselves who support the goals of the Lucis Trust. We are not endowed, nor do we have a wealthy benefactor who helps to pay for this program. We depend on the donations, large and small, of individuals. So please give if you want these programs to continue on the air. Donations can be sent to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, one triple zero five. And once again, if you'd like to order our books, cassette tapes uh, of past radio shows, uh, cassette tapes of some of our books, and if you'd like, a, or if you'd like a free booklet containing the Great Invocation, uh, schedule of our meditation meetings, or for more information on our organization, contact us once again. And also, you can ask for the free pamphlet uh, at this phone number. It's one eight six six. Six nine five eight two four seven, and the easy way to remember it is one eight six six NY Lucis. If you'd like to key into our library of archived uh, shows that we've done previously, we have a very big number of them now. You'll find different topics, different themes that you might enjoy uh, listening to. www.lucistrust.org. Descartes once said, "I think." Therefore, I am, and I always looked upon that as, well, you know, the only beings that I think uh, think are human beings, but maybe that's not so. Are there different stages of consciousness? 
Yes, uh, according to the Ageless Wisdom, consciousness permeates uh, the whole manifested universe, not only the human um, realm, but there's consciousness in the mineral kingdom, which is um, leading to the development of discrimination, uh, according to the Ageless Wisdom. There's consciousness in the vegetable kingdom, which is leading to the quality of, of sentiency, of being sensitive. People who talk to their plants are helping mm-hmm. develop that sen- sentiency. And there's consciousness in the animal kingdom, which is producing the development of will and purpose. And I think of my cat, Starlight, who taught me a lot about the will. <laughs> and in the human kingdom, the goal is the development of the a sense of the group, of relationship to others, to be ultimately one with one's fellow men. So there is consciousness and it's progressing throughout all these levels of existence. The the great question mark and the the trouble spot is man because he can identify himself both with the physical realm, the form, as we were talking, and there's something in him that identifies with pure spirit, with God. That's the whole uh, reason behind the religious urge, which goes back, they believe, to earliest Homo sapiens who understood that in, in the sun and in fire there was an element of divinity and responded to that. So there is this ability to identify both with the physical and the divine, and it's what produces the sense of pain and suffering because we're pulled between these pairs of opposites. Yes, it's that soul factor uh, that is always working <clears throat> and working within the form or whatever that form is, whether it's a, a plant or an animal or uh, a human being. There is a soul factor present that is um, giving that uh, form, uh, life, and uh, ability to uh, reach out. And uh, you find even at the level of the atom, there is a, a level of consciousness. In fact, uh, <laughs> one of the books by Alice Bailey is called Consciousness of the Atom. And it's a <clears throat> fascinating little book. That, series of lectures that she gave here in New York about 80 years ago. Yeah, 1922, I think it was. Mm -hmm. But it's still very current and relevant today. And uh, so even at the level of the atom and within the atom itself, there is this element of consciousness that uh, tells this atom what to do, where to uh, associate with other atoms and and so forth. And... uh, so on and on, from the very smallest up to the greatest, even up to the planet itself, there mm-hmm. is this element of consciousness and soul, and it is because of this soul factor that there is consciousness. I think scientists probably have um, a keen awareness of the intelligence in matter that organizes the um, composition of a molecule and mm-hmm. so on. It's um, It's mysterious and yet documented that they might not call it consciousness but that does seem to be the organizing principle that that they are uh, discovering through their research for the human being the the way out of this dilemma that we've been talking about is the mind 
because through the mind we have the ability to approach God. Mm -hmm. Uh, The great invocation which closes our program speaks of that from the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. this is the the means of connection or the bridge or conduit of consciousness from the mind of the human being to the mind of God. And uh, that's what is being developed through experience and evolution and spiritual practice. Yes, even at uh, the uh, level of uh, the mineral or the, the plant and the animal, there is this uh, <clears throat> rudimentary mind mm-hmm. that... Uh, animates it and and gives it life so, and then it it's what uh, turns the the flower towards the sun and uh, the animal uh, to uh, to be an animal so to do its thing what is meant uh, by an expansion of consciousness uh, i would uh, think that that would be an area we should explore because that's a phrase that's mm-hmm. used very often well, the coming back to that image of the circle with the point uh, in the center, the expansion of that circle's radius or circumference, I guess is the more appropriate word, is what happens with the expansion of consciousness to incorporate more and more of the whole. And um, it's an expansion that occurs, as I mentioned, through spiritual practices like meditation, mm-hmm. study of scriptures. It also occurs in a more leisurely manner through evolution, through experience, through repeated incarnations, Mm -hmm. uh, those who believe in reincarnation, the return of the soul again and again, through suffering, experience, and the gradual gaining of wisdom, expands consciousness. But one can try to accelerate that process through real effort in meditation and um, study of spiritual scripture. Sometimes the most amazing events in life can accelerate that expansion of consciousness. And I was reading in this book by Houston Smith that I mentioned, Why Religion Matters, the experience of a French person who fought in the resistance in France in World War II, who had been blinded at uh, an early age through a childhood accident, and he discovered that he could use his eyes to actually see, to be conscious but on an inner level. He said, I began to look from an inner place to one further within, whereupon the universe redefined itself and peopled itself anew. He said, I was aware of a a radiance emanating from a place I knew nothing about, but which was inside of him, within him. And he said, the radiance was there, or more precisely, light. I bathed in it as an element. And he could actually see in that light. I find this fascinating. fascinating I've been yeah. thinking about it all day. He could see people as they are. His intuition was extremely mm-hmm. keen. He was an excellent judge of character. He had more vision, in a way, than most of us with eyes. Yeah, so <clears throat> from that experience, you can see that uh, real expansions of consciousness are those that actually create a transformation in the person where there is a genuine turning point reached in one's life. And uh, th- those are the real expansions of consciousness where, where um, 
um, one's awareness suddenly <clears throat> becomes totally more inclusive. Mm-hmm. In other words, the sense of I expands to include more and more of the whole. That may sound like um, an impossibility, but in fact, the sense of being an identity, we're told, ever remains, mm-hmm. no matter how far consciousness progresses. And once again, if you'd like our gift, we'll be happy to send it out for you. It's a gift that is based on this program. The Energy of Light is the uh, title of the pamphlet. Just give us a call at one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven, or the easy way to remember it, one eight six six ny lucis Think of New York Lucis, and we'll be happy to send the pamphlet out to you. That's about all the time we have for our discussion today. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, Let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills. The purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. Hey folks, Dirks Bentley here. If you've seen one of my concerts, you know I'm all about energy. Performing, recording, traveling, being a husband and a father, it's a busy life. And I need to be 100% every day. So when my battery starts running low, I grab a sugar-free, vitamin-packed, five-hour energy shot. It tastes great, and it gets me back to 100% fast. Try it. It could work for your busy life, too. For more information, visit 5hourenergy.com.